My Wax Museum is a proud member of the Create Fine. Hey guys, before we get into today's show, I just wanted to say thanks for listening and request that if you would like to support us, you can do so in a few different ways. You can leave us a review, you can follow us on Instagram, you can share the show with a friend, and of course, the biggest way that you could support us, which would be amazing, is if you go to patreon.com slash mywaxmuseum. For just $3 a month, you can get access to a special feed just for people who support us on there, where we actually go back and we talk to past guests and see where they're at now and what they're doing now. So we have some cool interviews already up there and some more really cool ones coming up. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for your support, however you're lending it. I love doing this show. And with that, onto the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of My Wax Museum. I'm your host, Alex Williams, and today I'm joined by a roommate for the briefest of times, Dallin Oldham. It was a great conversation having him on the show. I'm really glad that we got to do it because I got to learn so much more about him. Like, he's an author. So we talk about characters, not just in fiction, but also our characters in real life. He is just a phenomenal guy. I'm delighted to share this interview with you. And, of course, remember, after today's show, make five minutes in your day to listen intently to the people around you. Dallin Oldham, welcome to My Wax Museum. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. I, I'm excited to have you. Um, it's always interesting for me because uh, to interview people that I don't really know that well. So this should be an interesting interview already just based off of the quick questions I asked you beforehand uh, that I post on Instagram. I can already tell like, oh, I don't know much about this guy. And maybe maybe our meeting and relationship up to this point will kind of give some background as to why I don't know a ton about you. Uh, if you'd like to fill the audience in on how we know each other. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm currently going to school up at uh, BYU-Idaho, and uh, so is Alex here. And we were roommates over the summer. Uh, all of my roommates moved out for spring semester, and I was going to be the lone one left in a cinder block wall apartment, and I wasn't really feeling that. And so I up and moved to up and uh, to Alex's room, and we were roommates for a couple of months. And yeah, yeah, it was really good. Um, but it was a very busy couple months, I think, for everybody. We were all working and at different times, and I was doing a lot of recording and stuff. So we never really got to have like a great conversation. We watched a couple movies together, but other than that, we didn't interact too much. So when you were moving out, I was like, oh, by the way, uh, you should come on my podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> so here we are. Hopefully I can get to know you a little bit better. But I, I like to start off um, with where you're from originally. Um, so I was born in Utah, but for the most part, I lived in Portland, Oregon, uh, a town called Gresham, just east of Portland. Um, we moved there when I was very little, and so most of the memories of me growing up I have of me uh, running through the evergreen forests of Portland and uh, uh, the rain and all the good stuff. So. Yeah, it sounds like a beautiful place. I know my, my sister and her husband really like Portland. They, they quite enjoy just, I guess, the Pacific Northwest in general. And during, during our quick questions, you mentioned 
the rain three times. You mentioned that the rain on like a window pane is the most beautiful sight you've ever seen. You said uh, rain is your favorite weather. And you even gave rain a little shout out as being one of the contenders for your favorite sound. So like, do you think that that's just because it reminds you of home or is there something else to the rain for you? Um, it might be a little bit of both. Um, I remember even in Oregon, like all of us kids love to rain. Like one time it started pouring rain and um, my sister and my brothers, we all ran outside and started like running around and dancing in the rain. So uh, it could be a little bit of that, but um, I just really also like, you know, just the feel of the rain and the sound of the rain. Something about it is just very therapeutic. So I think it's a mix of both. Uh, so you, you use the word therapeutic so i mean that gives me the idea that it's relaxing in some way like what what does rain do for you uh, my brain has a tendency to go much faster than i have the stamina for and so i'll often overtax <laughs> myself trying to think i'm like okay brain slow down no come back <laughs> and so i'll wear myself out and if there's white noise uh, so something like rain or waves um, it gives my brain something to pull all the, the racing thoughts back and so it gives me the chance to slow down, to breathe, and to really think without, you know, myself going off the rails and into the stars. Interesting. Interesting. So um, I'm, I'm curious then, growing up, you talk about your, your mind racing and, and having all these thoughts all happening and stuff. Is that something that you had to work on a lot as a child? Um, yeah, it's something that I still work on, actually. I'm, if it doesn't manifest in how fast I sometimes end up talking or um, I'm not sure no one can see this, but I'm, I'm twitching underneath the desk a lot. So um, I, I'm pretty restless. I pretty sure I have ADHD. Um, so when I was in elementary school, I was an energetic little fireball that um, the teachers had a hard time dealing with. <laughs> and so um, I would, I would go and go and go until I crashed. Um, and whether I was going physically or, or mentally, I would just wear myself out. And so as I've gotten older, the, uh, my, one of my greater <laughs> challenges has been trying to, to rein the racing thoughts back and, you know, calm myself down. So do you think that um, living near the coast with the rain and the waves and stuff, do you think that that kind of, I guess, was like a good thing for you growing up that just kind of helped ease you? Yeah, I think so. On on days where it would rain, I I think it would the teachers would have a lot time easier time dealing with me. So, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I definitely loved the rain, and every time that it was raining, and whether I was outside playing in the rain or inside reading a book on the couch, looking out at the rain, it was, it was yeah. Okay, so um, so obviously the rain plays plays a big role. I'm curious. I'm assuming the best possible day like your ideal day involves the rain in some way what else would you put in your perfect day um let's see perfect day where i don't have to worry about any obligations or anything like that i can just you know stay inside um preferably um it would be a day where i found a book series that i i really love that's you know hopefully it would be already finished because I usually burn through books in a matter of hours and I'm always sad when the series isn't done and I have to wait like a year before the next entry. So I'd have like an entire book series, you know, pounding rain outside. Um, be like the middle of the day, but the clouds still make things rather dark outside and I'd have a big blanket 
amount of food, books. And just all day, just read. All day, all day. Wow. That, yeah, I like that. I like that. That sounds pleasant. Do you, um, do you have any like favorite books that you grew up reading, like books that got you into reading maybe? The one that I think got me into reading the most that I can remember was Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief. I remember I liked reading, like I would read Magic Treehouse and other things like that in elementary school. Um, but like, I never really enjoyed just sitting and reading for hours until, you know, I, I found The Lightning Thief. And so I, I read that book and burned through it and been burning through series ever since. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I always find it interesting. Um, people people will find a book that just kind of gets them set on this path. Um, and the the like the Percy Jackson series, there's a lot of books in it. And then there's like adjacent series. Isn't that right? Yeah. Is that right? I think there's uh, the, the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series, which is five books. And then there's the Heroes of Olympus, which has Jason and Percy. I think that has books too i don't know it might have six i don't know <laughs> it's been a while since i've read them so yeah and how old were you when you when you found those books um i first found percy jackson um when i was either in fifth or sixth grade so like i would read other stuff before then but wasn't too into it and then when i found it like late, late fifth grade early sixth grade i was just like yes give me this book. yeah I, I yeah i always find that interesting when when people kind of hit their stride is there is there anything you're reading right now that you think is like a great a great book? Um, currently, I'm actually not reading any series. I just um, finished the Mistborn trilogy not too long ago. Um, that was really good, and I've picked up one of um, not Brandon Sanderson. What's his name? Still Brandon. Brandon Mole. Um, uh, he, he's made a follow up series to um, Fablehaven, which I enjoyed uh, through high school. And so I, I, I read through some of the first three books of that. But lately, I've been focused, been focused on writing rather than reading. Um, but my older brother recommended the Wheel of Time series. And I and I so here here's the thing too. I didn't know that you were writing until literally you were leaving the apartment. Really? <laughs> I remember. Yeah, we were like we were we were talking. You were leaving, and I don't know exactly how it came up, but you said. You you said something, I think, oh, I might have asked like... Was it during the power outage? No, I don't think we even talked about it during the power outage. I think it was literally your last day. And I said, I feel like I don't even know you, Dallin. What are your hobbies? And you're like, oh, I'm writing a novel. What? <laughs> and I'm like, what? I didn't know. I didn't know any of this. And, and so, um, would you mind like telling us a little bit about what it is... Um, that you're writing about and maybe kind of where I guess some of the ideas came from. Yeah. Um, and I, I drew inspiration from a ton of sources. So uh, this might take a bit. <laughs> um, so um, the novel I'm currently writing is uh, the first entry in uh, a high, higher fantasy kind of, uh, kind of series. Um, it's uh I don't know how to explain it. So pretty much it, it's more of, more of the classic, you know, like there's, there's a hero who you know, gets the calling of destiny, you know, the hero's archetypes and all that good stuff. Um, but uh, 
So the main characters, five main characters, and their job is to overthrow a tyrannical leader. Um, and they're like, okay, we're going to beat this bad guy. And um, about halfway through the book, they don't know if this guy is the actual bad guy anymore, if there's a bigger bad guy or if the Wraith King's an actual bad guy. Um, so um, I, kind of, that's kind of the general gist of, of the plot so far. Um, but I drew a lot of inspiration. Um, it reminds me a lot of um, the Mistborn trilogy uh, from Brandon Sanderson. I, I drew up the general plot, plot board, and after I read Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn, I was like, oh, there's a lot of similarities here. Let me see if I can draw some, draw some ideas from this one as well. Um, there was a show I watched way back in high school called The Sage of the Six Pads, or Six, six Petals, Six Flowers, something like that. I don't know. It doesn't translate into English well. But, um, and so the, the title of the book is The Five Sages, and so I, I um, pulled some, some of the ideas from that. I know there's a lot of magic inspiration from everywhere, from a show called Hunter x Hunter, um, even reaching up to like Pokemon or Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. So it just draws from a whole bunch of sources that are just kind of meshed together into a magic system and uh, hope that it, that it turns out well and that people are intrigued by it. So. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. And I, I'm fascinated by like you talking about where where you've derived inspiration for this project um, because I feel like we are, you know, we're the product of so many different things, of everything that influences us. Um, so I wonder, I don't know, maybe, maybe a good question is, you know, how much of this um, project, how much of this novel you're working on um, and or series that you're working on um, is drawn from like intentionally versus like, oh, it's just kind of an idea from all of these things that I've experienced. I don't know. I, I think I worded that poorly, but m just generally, how do you like, how do you develop these ideas from all of this? So um, a lot of the ideas that I have are inspired by others. Um, I am like a huge fan of the ideas of crossovers and um, extended universes and all that good stuff. And so pretty much anything that I can find, I'll um, find some way to incorporate it in the universe somehow, even if it never ends up on paper. Um, but uh, a lot of the ideas that I have were um, drawn from other things like, um, I'm trying to think of an idea. Uh, let me see. So um, I am a big fan of the Metroid series from the um, Nintendo. Um, one of the like main like like bad guys um, was inspired by really of the space pirates from the Metroid series, and so like I I took him. I was like, okay, what are some of his like uh, like because if if you dig deep like on on first appearance, Ridley is just the giant like stick figure purple dragon that was inspired by the Xenomorphs from Alien. Um, but, uh, um, but he's like, also like this super intelligent, like intergalactic tyrant thing. And so I'm just like, okay, so if I take this stick purple dragon and like tweak his design, maybe give him like more personality, um, start to flush out like character and stuff like that. And, um, just really start to make this new Ridley, like his own character. Um, that's kind of like 
you know, how, how one thing will come out. It's like, okay, I have Ridley. This would be a good fit for this thing. So I would tweak it to how it fits, put it on the shelf. It's like, okay, here it is. There's that. And then I'd take like something from the magic system. It's like, okay, this is cool. But what if this? And so I'll tweak it. And that's how it goes. You know, you, you kind of draw from things and you say, I think it would be cool if... Hey guys, don't worry, there wasn't anything more to that sentence. That was the conclusion of my thought. Hopefully, it sounded that way. Now, here in the middle of the show, I just want to say thanks for listening. And thanks for the support you give us, however it is that you do that. Whether it's just listening to the show, whether it's sharing it with a friend, Instagram, or by leaving us a kind review or a mean review, I guess... Uh, any publicity is good publicity, I guess. Uh, but I actually wanted to make a simple request that if you would like to, if you'd like to support the show ongoingly, you can do so at patreon.com slash mywaxmuseum. For just $3 a month, you can go there and you get access to a special feed where every single week you actually get a follow-up interview with a former guest of the show. We get to dive in and see where they're at now and have that conversation. It's been really interesting recording those interviews and I'm excited to be sharing them with people now. But in order for them to be shared, we need some people to go over to patreon.com slash mywaxmuseum. Of course, however you support the show, it means the world to me. Every time I get an email saying I got a review, I'm like, oh, this is so nice. I just love doing this and because it's something I do for fun. Anyways, I'm rambling on. I'll let us get back to the show right now. One thing you mentioned in there was was character, um, and and because this because this interview is about you, I want to hear maybe a bit about your character, um, and maybe you know in some relation to your writing and and how you create this way. Are there are there parts of you and your character in real life that you insert into your writing? And if so, how do you do that? Um, I'd say absolutely. I, th I think that uh, all the characters in one way or another are a part of me. Um, like uh, one, not only are they my creations, but I feel like there is, there's a little bit of myself that I see in each of them. Um, and I try to reflect that um, in, like their personalities and their behavior and, you know, the consistency that goes with them. Um, so like if there's a character that, you know, could be a little bit, you know, snobby and doesn't, and thinks themselves above another, it's like, it could be like, you know, the old me that had the superiority complex or sometimes it's still me that, you know, wants to be the cool guy or anything like that. But, uh, um, and so I think, um, as I look at each of the five main characters, um, each of them uh, contains a piece of myself that I've taken and amplified and given with, like, you know, other traits that, you know, would make them human or relatable. Um, I think the main character's, uh, the main character's best friend, um, so one of, one of the five, um, is the one that I closely uh, relate to the most. She's, um, always, she's just a, a simple girl that came from, uh, like, a, a country girl. Um, and uh, she tries so hard to, to be the best, but believes herself to be falling so short, even though everyone else is like, you've got this. Uh, but she still is really hard on herself. So um, she was really fun to write because I saw a lot of myself in her. Um, 
I love that. Yeah, I I think um, writing or just creating characters. Um, I don't I don't really write any novels or anything, but I know know for me, you know, creating a D and D character has kind of that same. You know, you put yourself into it. You you you're allowed to take a part of yourself and and insert it in and and maybe get some of your your stresses out that way or like have some cool experiences that way um i love that so maybe extrapolating out coming out of the story and looking at your real life character as dallin in the story of your life uh how would you describe yourself i don't know it's not off the top of my head i would say um, an adjective, um, the world, the, the word is either anxious or earnest or maybe both. Um, um, I, I try really hard at most things that I do, but, um, a lot of times I, I lack the mental or physical stamina to, to really pursue what I want to do, well, which is why I'm excited. I'm as, as far into my book as I am, so, <laughs> but, uh, um, uh, but I, but I do try try really hard to, to do the things that I want to do. And uh, even though I, I do fall short a lot of the times from the dreams that I have and the aspirations, I, I try the best to, to do my best and be my best. Um, although a lot of the times it doesn't really reflect that. <laughs> it's like, it's like made at a social gathering and there's this, this quiet kid sitting in the corners and who's this guy? He acts like he's better than all of us. Uh, but uh, I, I'd say that, that, so that's the, the meaning of the characters that, you know, I, I try hard. I don't always, you know, I have big dreams, but, you know, I can't always. Get them. Have you, have you had a moment um, at any point in your life where you've looked at something you've done and said, yeah, I did my best and I'm really pleased with how it turned out? Uh, yeah, I, I think I've had a few of those. Uh, one is uh, when I served the entire 24 months of, uh, you know, the LDS mission. I, I went to North Carolina for, for two years to, you know, teach the people there about Christ and, you know, what he means to me because that's a big part of my life. And, you know, I didn't think that I could do it at first because you know, we, we don't get paid to do that. We just, just go and we do that. And uh, it was hard. It was, it was really hard. <laughs> but at the end of it, I was like, I, I did that. And, you know, it wasn't perfect, but, but I did that. And since then, I've noticed a lot more of those, like, uh, particularly challenging semester where I performed better than I thought I would. I'd be like, oh, I, I did well. And more like a page and like, you know, something that I'll, I've, write, I've written or, you know, uh, like a group activity that I didn't think I would excel well in because I'm socially awkward. I'd be like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Yeah, I like that. Um yeah, those moments when you're like, that was challenging, and then you come out on the other end, but you're like, okay, I did it, I did it. Do you feel like those experiences have been building your confidence to maybe try new things and like push yourself further with experiences? Uh, I think so, little by little. Um, but uh, unfortunately, I'm also very good at talking myself out of stuff. Um, so like, if there's something new I want to try, I'll be like, nah i can't do that and so like everyone will try it's like just just five seconds before just convince yourself you're going to do it and, and go i was like well that doesn't work because i can talk myself about less than a second so um but i think little by little i'll 
bed and like start to it's like okay i can do this and then like all i have to do next is this and so i can do that next thing and then it's like okay i did that now i can do this is is there something in particular right now that you are challenging yourself um to move forward with um pretty much yeah <laughs> excuse me um so yeah um ever since i started college uh, way back in 2015 Maybe not in 2015. Maybe ever since I've restarted college back in, in 2018. Um, I, I've been trying to push myself to, to get out there and, you know, make more friends, have more meaningful social interactions, um, things like that. Um, and so, like, I'll be like, okay, what can I do today that was better than I did yesterday? And you know, that kind of crashes and burns when quarantine hit. But, um, but slowly, it's ever since, you know, things have started to open back up, I... It's progressing slowly, very slowly, but surely as well. Yeah, and as we kind of lead into the last kind of third of this interview, of this conversation, I want to ask you about your future, about what you hope for your future, what you're planning for your future, um, and kind of, I guess, where you anticipate going. So maybe maybe fill me in a little bit. I guess first, what are you studying, um, and and where do you hope to move from there? Yeah. So currently, I'm studying exercise physiology. Um, uh, that degree is a pretty good undergrad for you know um, a, a springboard into medical school or physical therapy. Um, I'd like to get into physical therapy. Um, so that's um, what I what I'm kind of going to school for. Although. Uh, the plan A, my main goal is to is to be a novelist, um, and so um, I hope to have this book that I'm working on uh, finished, edited, and published hopefully before the end of the year. Um, I don't know where we're still looking at it, but uh, uh, but if it, if it does well, then I would I would love more than I think to to you know be able to create for a career. And um, but first and foremost, I I want to have a family and. So I need to have something that can provide for them, but something that, you know, wouldn't drive me insane. So I was like, I would like a family. So if my books only make me a couple extra hundred dollars, that's fine. I can still write those and make that in that site. But uh, I would also love to, to do medicine or physical therapy or something like that. Would be, because anatomy is fascinating. I, I love it. So. Okay. So that that's curious to me because I feel like, um, I think everybody has some sort of creative hobby and, I guess I shouldn't say that medicine isn't creative. I, I think um, at its core, it's, you know, discovering things and figuring out how things work and stuff. Um, but you have this fascination fascination with anatomy, uh, you mentioned. Tell, tell me about that. Like, where does that interest in anatomy and, I guess, just physiology come from? Um, I honestly couldn't tell you where it came from. Uh, it's... I don't know. I just love sciences. So with the exception of anything that involves math, so I'm sorry, physics, but, <laughs> but, uh, when I, when I was, uh, you know, going to, to school, like middle school, high school and stuff, um, I would like my science classes, uh, one, because they're like science is pretty logical. And so it's easier for someone that, you know, can't stop his thinking process from slowing down to speed through things and uh, a science classes for those, those good, but, uh, um, but uh, I don't know where my fascination with anatomy came from, just because I, I love the sciences. And then I took um, 
one of one of my friends mentioned that he wanted to go into physical therapy. I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll look into it. And so I took an anatomy class up here at uh, UI, and it was amazing. I, I loved seeing how the body worked on a cellular level. We learned about you know how how nerves uh, send signals to muscles and how muscles move and how cells operate and you know like the difference that it makes on like not even just the cellular but like like an atomic level like the stuff that goes on with the ions and the nutrients and stuff that we absorb and us uh, it's like it was super cool and so I was like this is cool I think I'm gonna chase this if uh, uh, writing doesn't work out. It is super cool. And uh, you mentioned before we started recording that um, that you're taking a light and sound class. You'll really enjoy it because you do get into the biology of the eye um, end of the ear. And those are incredibly fascinating. It really like, yeah, it, yeah I was just, I was really impressed when I took that class. So I, I, th I think you'll love it for sure. So I I asked you before what what your perfect day looks like. Maybe let's let's zoom into the future a little bit. Take your perfect day, which you said was curled up in a blanket, reading a whole book series. It's just pouring rain outside. Does that perfect day change as you move forward into the future? And like you have a career, maybe in writing or in medicine, you have a family. Like how do, how how does that perfect day change? I think uh, pretty much the biggest way that it would change is just you know the fact that I. Um, the company that I would that I would be with, like I would love to spend a day like that with my family. Like, like if all the kids are just like you know either, either reading themselves or or playing like often like like the same room or a room off to the side, that would be fun. Or if you know my wife was there as well, that would be amazing. But uh, I don't know if uh, the perfect day would ever not involve uh, a really good book series or just relaxation because uh, there's something that I enjoy a lot and i'm sure a lot of people do about you know just not having to worry about doing anything but just taking the load off and disappearing into another world at, at the mention of another world i am curious to hear before i ask my last question i'm curious to hear what your favorite fictional world is uh, mine <laughs> <laughs> okay other 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 than yours obviously that's your baby i know, I know. it was there was the cop-out question the cop -out <laughs> Um, I honestly don't know right now. Um, it's a hard question. Um, fictional world currently, I think, um, Brandon Sanderson's Cosmere is pretty cool. Um, since, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for expanded universes and, um, all that, all that good stuff. Um, and all of his books are intertwined somehow. I really like that. Uh, same with Brandon Mola. Um, all of, some of his books are connected in, in some regard. Um, but I think right now one of my favorite universes is The Legend of Zelda, um, just because I've been playing a lot of Breath of the Wild lately, and not only is its physics engine fun to exploit, but um, its lore is also really cool. I love the, um, for those that don't know, um, Link and Zelda in the Zelda series are pretty much the same people um, that have just been reincarnated time and time and time again. Um, that, you know, they, they don't really know anything about their past selves, but they uh, they still have traces of, of, the, of the past. And so it's really cool to see, you know, the world of Hyrule evolve as, you know, time goes on, starting with the first game in the timeline, which is Skyward Sword, where you see Link's sword, like, you know, be created. Um, and ending with, you know, 
it's like, and you go down to the surface and the world there is just so new. It's so young and so innocent. And then you skip to the end of the timeline where we're at right now with Breath of the Wild. And it's just, you know, in ruins and there's so much history behind it and lore and stuff like that. And I, I hope that I can create a world that's, you know, as flushed out as Legend of Zelda with, um, and Legend of Zelda's world is, has a lot of history without even putting it on paper. It's just shown. It's, it's just really, really well done. I like that. That is that is a uh, much more beautiful answer than I was expecting. So thank you. Um, last question for you. I, I like to ask everybody this question. At the end of your life, hopefully, you know, you've lived, you know, at least a century, depending how medical technology progresses. And, and you're able to look back at everything you've done the things up to this point and the things that you have yet to do. Um, but you're looking back and considering all the adventures you've had, the life you've lived, the things you've learned, the people you've known, what are the things you're most proud of and what are the things you're most satisfied with? Proud of and satisfied with. Um, you probably have a better answer with that in by the century. Um, I imagine a lot of uh, what's good in life is yet to come, which, you know, is really hopeful for me. Um, but um, uh, right now, I think the thing that I'm um, most proud of or that I'm most satisfied with is where I started, um, at least in, in my mind's eye. Um, as far as I can, like, remember, like, personality-wise, maybe not flash images-wise, like the, the closet door from the from the um, the split and tray home, but uh, as far as back as I can remember having, you know, thought and personality, um, I'm really proud of at least how far I've come so far. I still have a long way to go. I've, I've got a lot of weaknesses, but um, the, the person that I used to be is uh, a completely different person than I am now, and so I'm quite pr proud of the person that I've become. So, uh, the growth that I've made, the, the decisions that I've I've had to make and the, the, ch the challenges that I've overcome. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. I, I like that answer. And I guess, I guess the last thing to say is, well, thank you once again for joining me. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. And thank you for listening, not just to this show, which we certainly do appreciate, but more to the people around you. The people in your life that you just happen to know. Take some time, just five minutes, to listen intently to the people around you. Mecco, 